Blue Wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. All right, so welcome back or welcome to the Taj Boyd Podcast. This one, I'm giving you a post-game production, a little wrap-up of the Clemson Tigers' victory over Florida State this weekend where they went out and won 45-14. to There was a lot of talk like Clemson wasn't about that action. They went out there from the jump and did what they needed to do and handled business. I got a special guest that's jumping on with me. I am excited for you guys to hear who is on, what his thoughts were, and we also, again, mixing a little bit of football, but we also mixing a little bit of life. Hey, look, enjoy it. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Have a good one. Tune in. Have fun. Deuces. All right. So, here, this is Taj Boyd from the Taj Boyd Podcast, bringing you the Tiger Wrap Up. Now, I got a guest with me today. And this guy was one of the best to ever put on a Tiger uniform. You know what? That's not even good enough. He was one of the best running backs to ever put on a college uniform. And this is my man, C.J. Spiller. Now, after all the chatter about Clemson not being able to go out there and do what they were perceived to, Clemson came out there with a dominating victory over Florida State 45-14. I was there in in action and watching it, and C.J. was there calling it from the booth. And uh, I'm excited to, to hear what he has to say about it. I'm excited to tell you what I think about it and obviously where this team is going. So, CJ, welcome, my man. Oh, man, it's an honor. It's an honor to be on this thing with you, man, and and talk some football, especially when you're talking Clemson football, especially coming off a big win like they did uh, yesterday against, to me, a a great team, even though their record is not indicating the Florida State, just the history that they have, that school, that standard that they always try to live by. I mean, just a – this is a tremendous weekend so far, man. So just honored to be on here to be able to just just talk some ball. Yeah, man. And you know, Clemson came out this weekend. They looked like they were on a mission, man, to seek and destroy. And uh, from the first play of the game, I mean, they took a shot deep, uh, hit T. Higgins on the sideline, and that was obviously something that I I had been wanting to see over the past few weeks. Uh, it looks like they're starting to unveil it a little bit more and more each week, man. Just really kind of unfolding and unwrapping this offense. So it's nice to see, but you know, obviously the biggest thing about this team is and what really makes them tick is getting that ground game going. And I thought they were pretty strong yesterday. Um, you know, obviously T- ETN is one of the best backs in college football. I'm sure you'd agree with that. But what did you see out of him yesterday that, that was more or less different than what you've seen in the weeks past? Uh, well, I mean, like you just said, they came out the gates firing on all cylinders. You hit T Higgins for the big the big uh, shot downfield. I think that was kind of a, a shot at all the media that thought something was wrong with Trevor's arm. I think yeah. uh, Sweeney kind of wanted to put all that to rest with, hey, look, ain't nothing wrong with his arm. He can still throw it. And, and then you come with a little trickeration with a half-back pass with ETN hitting Ross right there. So, I mean, it, and then you just see me. The thing I got uh, that first drive, honestly, just the emotions from uh, Coach Sweeney. I never seen him show that those type of emotions uh, in the opening drive. You know, he's always amped up, ready to go. But I think then, I think he kind of, got tired of hearing all the chatter about his team or whatnot. And, you know, you've you seen it on that first drive, the emotion that he displayed on the sideline. But, you know, back to your question with Travis, man, he, he's one of the best in the in the, in the the country right now, if not the best. You know, even though he might not have, you know, all the stats and the 
the touchdowns like some of these other guys have. You know, he can do it all. You know, he he can he can do blitz pickup. He can run inside. He can run outside. He's a strong run. He's stronger than what a lot of people think. His 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 lower, as we call it, running back lower half of his body, man, is is tremendous strong. So he's always moving forward. That's the thing that I look look at when I'm when I'm evaluating running backs. Are they always moving forward? Are they or is they always going backwards? And him and you know the rest of those guys, they do a great job of always finishing runs. Yeah. Yesterday, I mean, it was on display. I think he had 17 carries for 127 yards, and you know, and that's about seven five seven point five a clip, and that's pretty much where he his uh his career average is right now. So he was very patient. It was a couple times I thought right there in the red zone. I think he kind of missed a missed the run. He kind of sped it up a little bit and kind of missed the opening. Which he would pretty much hit his head on the goal post. But overall, I thought his game was was on par yesterday. He he did everything that I think the coaches asked him to do uh, going into that game. Man, and I got a chance to to recap and watch the game over here at the house. And as I'm watching, what, one of the things that I noticed that I don't think I ever really pay attention to is the way that he engages in contact. He doesn't fight or avoid hits. It seems like he rolls with it. You know, a guy clings on to him. He'll flow whichever way. Uh, that he needs to in order to get free. Um, his vision is unbelievable as well. But a lot of this, you know, from the people that's actually listening uh, to what we have to say, you know, is this is a lot of the things that we're seeing from these backs, from Travis Etienne and Lin J. Dixon alike, is it natural? Is it instinctive? Is it something that can be developed and learned? Because obviously you're one of the best to do it as well. But, you know, these guys just look a little bit different, man, um, than some of the rest of the backs in college football. And uh, is it Tony Elliott that's doing it? Is is it this the guys that they're recruiting? I mean, what is that like? I mean, I, I think it's uh, honestly, I think it's all the above. I mean, it, it, you got to have instincts as a running back, you know, because things are going as you only have a split second to make a decision of what you want to do, and then also you got to have a lot of power. And Travis, he does that. He, like I say, he he ha- he has great body control, so he understands. He doesn't. If you ever notice, he doesn't really take a big hit. You know, yeah. every now and then he might get one if he's you know, if they got him wrapped up or something, somebody trying to come in there and, and get him down. But other other than that, Travis normally don't take a, a big shot from defenders. Uh, yeah. He knows how to avoid them. Uh, then, like I say, he has great body control and he breaks a lot of tackles. You know, not I haven't really seen just one man bring him down, you know, in, especially in open field. You know, he's not the most – I would say he's probably not the most uh, elusive one out of, out of him and Lin J. I think Lin J probably got a little more agility. Uh, you know, then uh, Travis, um, but you know he he still can can make you miss, and then he's just so explosive. You know, you might think he got him for five yards, and you look up, he got a a ten yard gain or twelve yard gain, and uh, and and that's kind of what you want to see. And I think that's kind of what Coach Elliott he goes and recruits different types of backs. And I tell people all the time is you need different types of back. You can't have all the same type of runners, you know, because that'd be you know it wouldn't help the offense as well. So you know every running back does something totally different. And that, and that's what you want when you're trying to develop an offensive system. You want sure. guys that can do stuff that can do different things, and you don't want just that one guy. And then hopefully you can just have, hopefully you can find one of them guys that can do everything. Uh, so and, and I think Travis is one of those guys that he can do. You can keep him in there on all three downs if you want it. If you wanted to. Well, man, and when you when those guys are able to go out there and do that, man, and be effective, it opens up that playbook just a little bit more. You know, so that first. You know, obviously on that halfback toss, 
and he threw it like a running back too, which is so funny, man. <laughs> All of these guys, receivers, running backs, DBs, everybody thinks they can play quarterback. Man, he dropped he dropped uh, his leg so low, man, and dropped his whole body <laughs> so low to get that ball out there. And I think it was Justin Ross that went up and got it, but he made a big time catch. But it was it was that play is now three or four different things. So when you look at Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott and what they call plays, it becomes a chess match. They do yep. that. They're successful with it. They come back, and they do a fake off of that, which turns into a quarterback counter. Trevor Lawrence scores. The next time they'll run the actual sweep itself. I mean, there's just so many different variations, and it's so beautiful and fun to see because it's almost like playing Madden in real life. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, this team is has always – you know, trying to improve. They're always trying to grow. And some people haven't really given these guys the room to do that. I think the expectations are so high because of what happened last year. A lot of people don't realize this is a brand new football team with brand new pieces and and with guys that are in, in leadership role that was a little bit different than last year. And I try to re- reiterate that all the time. You know, last year I truly believed that this was Cleveland Farrell's and Hunter Renfro's and Christian Wilkins' team. And now this is Trevor Lawrence's team. It's Travis Etienne's team. It's Isaiah Simmons and Tanner Muse's team. And those guys got to learn how to go out there and prepare and lead every week as well. And, you know, they just got to get – people just got to get these guys the benefit of the doubt because once it starts to come together, I don't think there's an offense that's as explosive as Clemson in college football. I mean, you know, just like, you know, it's, it's the people that's not in the that, – that not in the grind. Like you just said, every – season is a new team it's new opportunities and uh the thing that i love about clemson is that you know there's always the reset button you know yeah. you, you know and coach Winnie he stre- uh he uh stresses that you know you can't take you know what you did the previous year it doesn't carry over and football doesn't work like that but i think uh i think we, i think the clemson fans just kind of they got it they got spoiled especially you know early in this season where you're blowing everybody out you know there's really not a tough game so now the expectation is or oh, we should blow everybody out because they might see what, you know, let's just say Alabama doing or Ohio State doing. Now they feel like, oh, Clemson can do that. Whereas, you know, me and you know football, that's just not how it operates, you know, because you're going to get everybody's best shot each and every Saturday. And, I mean, you can just go back to the North Carolina game. I thought North Carolina played probably their best game that they don't play all season. Yeah. And it was good to see Clemson respond because they haven't played in a dogfight type game. Because yeah. they know everybody else, so you want to have those type of games. I, to me, as a player, I rather have those type of games early in the season rather than late in the season. Because now I'm gonna know how my guys are going to respond when we in that type of dog fight. Right. And I think that's kind of gonna, I think that game right there kind of gonna help Clemson continue to build because now they know, hey, if we get in the dog fight, we right. got the guys to go out there and still get a win. You know, it might don't be pretty, but we can still get a win. And, and I think uh, I think we just, you know, our fans just uh, kind of got spoiled to us, you know, blowing everybody out and, you know, and seeing these big numbers and getting caught up into, you know, the rankings and, you know, the outside noise that, that comes with it. But I think this team is right where they need to be. Uh, as you know, as a, as a quarterback, you don't want to be peaking. You don't want your team to be peaking too early. Right. And not saying that it's still early, but it's fairly early still here in October. So, you know, Clemson don't want to be, you know, firing on every cylinder, you know, in October and then come November and, you know, in championship stuff, you know, they, they don't have anything to fire with. So this team is going to be perfectly fine. They're going to have everything they need, uh, right? And they're going to be right there in the thick of that then at the end of the day. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. And that's that's what I loved out of that North Carolina game. Yeah. Man, when that team back was against the wall, two things are going to happen. Either you're going to stand tall or you're going to fold. Obviously, they stood tall. They were able to come out there with a victory, live to fight another day. And obviously, I think it, going into that bye week and leading up to this, man, it was just a lot of a noise, uh, background noise. And I wanted to see how they were going to handle that as well. But this team is as composed as their leader and Dabo Sweeney and Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, they're just they're creating that whole aura. And about peaking too early, yeah, I, I think that's a real thing. You know, it's like a kid who, you know, there's that whole, oh, well, if you lift weights too early, it stunts your growth. Well, yeah, I think yeah, you yeah. go too early and blow your wad a little bit too quick if you start to put everything in instead of implementing it, man, and kind of spoon-feeding them. So, you know, week nine, you know, obviously eight, nine, ten is where you want to start to see this team grow. They're obviously mm-hmm. trending upwards towards where they want to be, and that's what's so exciting because it's not all put together. But, yeah, they can go out there and it's, what, 42 nothing with 9.30 left in the third quarter or something like that. That's scary because they're still not playing, like, clean ball yet. You know, there were some turnovers yesterday. There were some miscues, and they're still going out there and finding ways to be as productive and as explosive as most teams can even fathom within – a couple weeks or so. So this, the upside is tremendous. You know, obviously this is a team that just has to continue to grow and mature. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, like coach Sweeney would always say, they don't hand out trophies in September or October or November. So when the smoke clears, Clemson just wants to be there right now. They're on pace and on track to do that. So that's exciting, man. You know, and I totally agree with you. I mean, and having the opportunity to, you know, sit up in the booth and call the game during the color. Yesterday, that game could have easily been 42-0 at halftime. And that just goes, you know, to red zone. So it's always something that, you know, you can improve on. It was a couple missed throws because, you know, as Clemson was getting closer and closer to the end zone, Florida State went to playing a whole lot of man-to-man. So that's why you've seen all those Trevor trying to throw those back shoulder throws or give him yeah. You know, his receiver, those those jump balls, those 50-50 balls, and just pretty much saying, hey, my guy's better than your guy because of the coverage that that, that Florida State was presenting as they were getting uh, deeper and deeper in that red zone. So it's, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, that they can clean up from from yesterday's game, which is scary because you still win by a big margin. But, you know, that game could have easily been a 42-0 game at halftime. But just like you said, a couple of missed throws here, you know, a couple of penalties here, uh, stuff that, you know, that you can – that you know that you can correct, right. that you can be better for the next game. And, you know, as you know, as a player, your your biggest thing is how do I – did I get better from, from last week to this week? And I think that was the biggest thing that I wanted to see out of Clemson. Did they get better from the North Carolina game to the, to the Florida State game, uh, considering that they had a bye week in between? And I, sure. thought, yeah, I thought that first drive kind of set that tone for the whole game. <laughs> it did feel a little bit different. I mean, from the time they got off the bus to – so when they got to the hill, man, it just you could see it in the eyes, but you could also kind of feel it in the air, as Beanie Siegel would say. <laughs> <laughs> but There's, you know, just as a football fan, like I tell people all the time, look, I was a football fan before I was a Clemson football fan. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I know what Florida State is supposed to look like, and I know what they have out there. And that's what's so wild to me, man, because individually, they got like some really good players. Some of those guys as individuals are going to go play in the NFL. They're going to play for a long time and contribute to somebody's team and organization. But right now, man, they just – they don't know how to play together. And I would have to say that a lot of that falls back on Willie Taggart, man. And, 
you know, the inspiration. I'm not in that locker room, so I don't really know. But you being from the state of Florida as well, you know what that tradition, that history looks like. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I grew up with everybody. No, I grew up a Florida State fan. Like you say, I'm a, I'm a football junkie. You know, obviously I love Clemson. This is my alma mater. I'm always, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tiger for life. But I'm, I'm I'm not naive either to not understand that there's other great teams out there that, that has other great players in Florida State. You know, I mean, when you think of Florida State, man, you're thinking of, you know, Bobby Bowden, the tradition, the national championship. Florida State is always going to get some of the top recruits. You just said it, but some of them guys that was on that field last night are going to have opportunity to go play on Sundays. But right now they're just not playing together as a team. I mean, you've seen it with the personal fouls yesterday, and that's I think that's one of the things that's kind of been hurting that team this year. You know, I only had opportunity to watch them play once, uh, and that was against Virginia. I thought, you know, they had opportunity to win that game, but it was personal fouls. And, you know, that's self-inflicted wounds that cause you to lose. And when it, and to me, that shows that, you know, guys are not on the same page. Guys are trying to go out there and do their own thing and not trying to do their thing together as a group. And I think that's the difference right now. So until Florida State can get back to being a collective group and doing things, you know, together and not just trying to do it, hey, I'm going to just get mine and you worry about just getting yours. And then I think we'll still see that trend, I think, you know, because they're going to always still get top recruits just because of the history and the tradition that Florida State is. So I think recruits will never be an issue of, uh, for Florida State. I think it's just them guys just – they're not playing together right now. It's not one accord. Whereas right. Clemson, you know it starts. It starts with the head man, Coach Sweeney, and yeah. it just trickles down. And, and that's what you need when you got a program, when you're trying to have a very successful, a, a consistent program at that. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and the management of that is a huge piece. I mean, so I try to explain to people all the time, like, yeah, you know, obviously Clemson on paper has some of – you know, the best talent in college football altogether. But more than that, they got a bunch of individually talented players that are playing for one purpose, one goal. And this equates back to business, to family, to relationships, the whole bit. It's how do you get all of these people who are great at what they do to fall into one mindset, one thought process to achieve this big picture? And Coach Winnie, I think, does it better than anybody. But a lot of that is because that's who he is at its core, too. See, most people think that from the outside in, think that Coach Sweeney's just this guy who who wants it all. He wants the limelight. He wants the spotlight. He wants total control of everything. But they don't realize that he sits at a round table and not a square table. All right. He continues to give out positive feedback. He continues to mentor. He continues to elevate the people around him. But he also receives that from people on the outside as well. And when you do that, man, you leave yourself open for your players to understand what that looks like, and they do the same. But when you put people on the pedestal, which is why at Clemson, none of those guys are safe. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play well, he's going to hear that. You know, people are upset about B.T. Potter getting chewed out, but that's because he knows what B.T. Potter is capable of, and he knows he can make those chip shots and those field goals. And so many people, man, don't realize that in order to make this thing successful, to make it tick, to make it consistent, you know, everybody – has to understand that their role is important, man. And, you know, you hear Coach Venable say it all the time, do your job. And that's all it is, man. And that's what those guys are doing right now. So it's exciting to see it come all together. I mean, you, you're totally right. And and that's the thing that I love about Coach Sweeney. I mean, this is not the, you know, to his horn or say, just saying it just because, you know, we're his former players. But, I mean, to me, you know, when you look at Coach Sweeney, you know, what you see is, you know, how he acts, he does that with everybody. You know, like you say, he chewed out B.T. Potter. 
I seen then Kayvon Wallace on I think on the interception I think they had he uh he had a personal foul he didn't even let him go back into the game because he knows the stand he know that that's not Clemson we we're not trying to showboat people and show up people and talk over them while they're on the ground. So he didn't allow him to go back into the game. So and that's the view that I love when I'm up in the booth because I can see all that stuff that goes on, you know. But he's doing it out of love, right? You know, he he understands. Hey, we win with class, we lose with class, you know. And everybody's going to be watching. And, uh, and like you say, he holding everybody up to the, to that high stand. He know what, how how uh, big of a uh, kicker BT Potter is. Sure. And and you know when he makes when he misses those chip shots, he's like, oh no, you're not playing up to the standard. That I know you that you're capable of playing up. So let me put this other guy in there and let him kick. Now, now I'm like this. Now it's like that fire into BT into uh BT uh belly saying, hey, he just can't go through the motions thinking that he just got his job on lock. Now that fire is lit, he's got to be more consistent, he got to be more focused in practice. So now you have a healthy competition. And I think that's what I think that's what Coach Sweeney does. I think that's what he separates himself from the rest of the country, the rest of the coaches in the country, that he know how to develop great competition amongst each and every position that's on that roster. Oh, yeah. They got to earn it each week, man. Each and every week, yeah. It's wild, man. So, I I mean, I I love that, man, because, like, as a a guy who who played underneath them, or as as me and you both, I mean, it's so funny because, you know, I'll run into them, but we'll have some conversation. And we're all still – in a way, a direct extension of him and the things that we learned in our thought process and our philosophy. So, you know, you have some people like Clemson's a cult. We're like, no, man, we're not. A, we're not a damn cult. Yep. We just understand that, like, we there. There's an expectation for all of us, and we got to figure out how to maximize that in 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 our homes, in our communities, in business, and all together, man. And anything less than what the standard is is unacceptable. I mean, when I got, you know, I had got arrested. You know, that one time, you feel me? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it was like, I was waiting for him to call. All right. And it was like a, um, it was like 11 o'clock at night, man. The phone's ringing. And I'm like, damn, I do not want to pick up this phone call. And uh, after like the sixth ring, I pick it up. And he gets on the phone. And he says, Taj, I'm not here to lecture you. So like, what have I always said? If it's after midnight and alcohol's involved, nothing good happens. And I said, I understand. Nothing good happens. (laughs) And, you know, most people, man, like, you know, once you leave an organization or program, there's some instances where legitimately that whole relationship dissolves. But here, man, this is a lifestyle. This is an everyday thing. And that's why we're also attached to continuous growth in our own lives on a day-to-day basis, man. So. You know, playing for this organization was was the best thing that could have happened. I don't think it was a coincidence, man. I I think that it was definitely meant to be, especially when you look at how everything unfolded. And it was the same thing with you. Like, it wasn't just some straight shot. Like, you were coming to Clemson. There were some pretty, pretty winding roads that led up to that. And that's going to be a discussion for another day. Yeah. But CJ, man, I got Louisville next week. Boston College after that for the homecoming event. And I'm sure you're going to be doing some stuff for both of those games, but you know, what do you want? What do you want to see out of this team next week? Next week, I mean, you got Louisville coming off a big, a big win uh, over at Wake Forest. You know, a team that you know a lot of people saying is the next, you know, the next toughest opponent for Clemson. You know, that's probably about three or four weeks down the road. But next week, I just want to see honestly just the, the red zone cleanup. I thought uh, yeah. yesterday, you know, we just left a lot of points out there. 
uh, especially in that red zone. So uh, I think if we can just continue to just improve that percentage there, I mean, this offense can really be fine on all centers. Yesterday, I mean, it was, I mean, they had it going. I mean, you had the running game going, you had the passing game going. Like I said, just that red zone, even though you, you scored a lot when we was down there, there was still a couple opportunities that you left out there. And I'm pretty sure uh, Trevor probably, you know, when he look at the film, there's probably some throws that he's going to want back. The same can go with Travis Etienne. He's going to look at that film. He's going to see some runs that, you know, that he can wish that he can get better at, that that he missed out. So you just always just want to see improvement from week to week. Uh, and then just on the defensive side of the ball, just, I think Coach Winnie said it best in his press conference. I think it was a letdown from the ones to the twos. Uh, I think that's kind of why we kind of seen Coach LV kind of not blitz as much when you start seeing some of them twos and threes start playing because we gave up the big 64-yarder uh, today uh, guy because of, you know, some some miscommunication on the back end. So you just want to see the improvement from the for, for the twos and the threes on the defensive side because I thought the ones, I thought they was lights out. They was flying from sideline to sideline, them guys. They was they was focused. Yeah. They was in tune with what was going on. Uh, they was rallying to the ball. They was making big plays. So you just want to see those backups because you're going to need those guys here later on in the season. So you just want to see them guys, you know, clean up what they need to clean up and uh, go out there and uh, and just play Clemson football. You know, you you know it best. You know it's our motto, it's our sin, is that, you know, the opponent, they're a faceless opponent. You know, we just got to go to their stadium and play them. So I'm just looking forward to seeing these guys go up. There's going to be a, a hostile environment, you know, because they come, like I said, they're coming off their own cloud nine right now. They just beat Wake Forest, a, a, you know, a top 25 team. So they got a lot of momentum going in. So it's going to be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to it. It's my first trip up to Louisville, so – I'm looking forward to to, to visiting to this stadium and seeing seeing how our guys improve from uh from yesterday to next week. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just glad that you don't drink bourbon because that would have turned out rough, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, CJ, man, um, appreciate you. We're gonna do this again sometime, and uh, I hope everybody that's listening from Tiger Nation and probably a little bit outside has enjoyed the conversation. Whatever you guys want to talk about, if you want to add something in there, or ask some questions on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, throw it out there to the universe to see if it comes back to us. But again, for all of my people listening, thank you. Continue to subscribe. Tell your friends to listen to it. And most importantly, go Tigers. CJ, appreciate you, bro. Oh, man, appreciate you, man. Honored to be on. Can't wait to get back on with you. That's my honor, man. Mr. 2-8. <laughs> <laughs>